0: This is Crystal from Crystal Obregon Coaching and today I'm going to talk about a topic that I would say all of my clients have to some degree or another. So when I first start working with women, actually really even before I start working with them, I have them fill out a questionnaire and It goes into looking at different areas of their life and rating how they're doing on them. And then also talking about specifically what are the major stressors um, or challenges that they're struggling with. And I do have women from all different backgrounds. Some are stay-at-home moms, some are completely out in the workforce, some aren't moms at all. And some are in between, they have their own businesses or their own passions, things that they do outside of their everyday life. So the biggest thing that people really struggle with is overwhelm, whether it's overwhelm at home, overwhelm at work, overwhelm in their business or what they're trying, whatever else they're trying to do. And so I thought I would share a few tips about what what you can do to get through that overwhelm because when you're overwhelmed, you probably aren't taking action. you probably are frustrated on that probably you get grumpy sometimes. you're probably not moving towards your goals. So I'd like to share just a few of the important things to getting through the overwhelm. So first off, a lot of it really has to do with clarity. And that's why in my group program, we spend a lot of time, probably a couple of months, just really diving deep into becoming clear on who you want to be, what's important to you, what you want to be doing with your life, what you want in your life. And so the first thing that I recommend doing is to really list what are the major projects that you have going on in your life? And I limit it no more than three. It's really hard to focus on more than three big major projects. And whether it's work, business, life, it's really hard. So um, so listing those out, write them down one, two, three in a column. And then underneath, write down all the things that you need to do to accomplish those projects and and just be detailed and really just limit it to those three projects, what you need to do. You'd be really surprised exactly how cathartic it really is just to get it all down on paper. This isn't a to-do list. This is actually this project. So it could be, it could be a combination of things. It could be. You're trying to get in shape, and these are the things that you need to do. You need to exercise three or four times a week. You need to be sure to have good food in the house and a plan for that, those kind of things. And then it could be something with work. So, for example, I'll use me right now, for example, because one of the reasons why I'm writing this article is because I've been experiencing some overwhelm this summer because I have. It feels like a million things going on. I have a roof project going on that's I thought somehow was going to be a couple of weeks and it's been about six. I have a daughter going off to college in the fall for my business. I'm doing a website redo and I've been launching this new type of content. And then I also have a new um, cohort of my extraordinary life tribe that will be starting in a few months. So there's a lead up to that. And so it does, it feels overwhelming sometimes, but just listing those projects is the first step. And then also the second step is to, is to really brainstorm. What are the other things in your life that you're doing? For example, I want to be spending time with my family And with an 18-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son, it's a little easier to spend time with a 14-year-old son, but I only have him for four more years. And I know how hard it is to get time with my daughter right now. And and I want to exercise. And honestly, that's been not as much as I wanted to. And that has its effects. And I want to eat well, me and the family. And I want to have a clean and tidy home also have pets. There's a dog back there and dogs somewhere else that need to be walked and taken care of. And I want time with my husband and these are, and I want to be doing my business and I want to make sure there are all these things. So brainstorming those things as well so that they're on paper so that you can see what it is that is overwhelming you. And then the third step is to take that time and really decide what's most important to you. So this is a big one. It might seem easy, but it's really important. What's most important to you, not to other people, not to societal norms, not, um, not what other people think you should do, what you think you should do, what your mom thinks you should do. What are your priorities? So for example, is spending time with your kids or other family important? Can you combine any things, any of the things? For example, one of the things over the last year and a half, my husband and I have started mountain biking together again. And that's what that's how we met. But somewhere in the you know, thing with kids, and it didn't happen right away, it fell off for me. So that's been something that I can do with my husband. Sometimes my son comes along too. That's been a little bit less as he's getting older. And then of course, maybe you go for a hike with your kids or your partner, or for me, I take my dogs for a walk and I can get a long walk in them with them. That's awesome. So figuring out what's really important. And sometimes I'll get into it in the next time one of the next steps. But just figuring out actually what's important to you. And then in that also is what can you say no to? So school, you may or may not have kids or school age kids, but this is just an example. School is starting up for a lot of kids. Seems super early to me. I have a few more weeks um, until my son starts and still it's early but but many moms feel like they have to really step in and volunteer a ton and it stresses them out and it takes them away from other things and i'm not saying don't ever volunteer but what i'm saying is really look at your priorities because your kid might and this is just a perspective thing but your kid might prefer that you spend some time together after school or doing something else fun, rather than having you in the classroom or, or worse, organizing. For me, it's worse organizing some fundraiser. You think you're doing it for your kid, but it, if it's not fun and it's not part of your thing and it's overwhelming you, then it's not worth it. So, um, so saying no, even when it's not the popular decision, can be hard, but worth it. And that can be applied to your work life as well. And it goes into, I should do a, a whole other post on boundaries, but, but I have clients that also struggle to say no. If you're struggling to say no at home, then often it's happening in work as well and holding those boundaries so that you don't get overwhelmed, so that you are bringing your best and doing what you're supposed to do, not what other people are supposed to do. So it's totally different for everyone. That's why it's important for you to decide what your priorities are. And then the fourth one is figuring out how planning can can really streamline. For example, I'll use this example because it's one that comes up a lot for women and not everybody, but for a lot of women is, is meals because we're often, and again, not always, um, We feel responsible for having the food in the house, having the meals on the table, and we want them to be healthy. And and then there's the cleanup that goes along with it. There's all those things and the shopping and everything. So figuring out, can you plan those? And I'll put a link I use, and I'm not always great about it, but when I am, it works really well. I use a meal planning app called Real Plans And I can put in everything, like things we like, things we don't. My son's a vegetarian, so I cook vegetarian at home. And I can put all those things in. I can put how many meals I want to plan for. And then it it basically spits out the recipes and the grocery list to go along with it. And if you're in an area that has Instacart, you can put the list over to that and get your groceries delivered or pick them up. There are all these things. This is just an example of something that you can do. And yes, when I first started, it felt like it took a little more time, but now I know the recipes that my family likes that I like. So it makes it a little bit easier because of course um, they're repeats. I've been using it for, I think, seven or eight years. And, And even on the weekend, if that's when you do your planning, Yes, it takes a little bit of time, but knowing that you have the food already in the house makes it a lot faster to prepare a meal if you know what you're making and maybe you make leftovers. This is just an example of how planning can really streamline it or even making sure when you're going to exercise and having that planned into your day can be helpful. And then and then number 5 is who can help you. And this one is really huge because most of us were raised to do it all ourselves and I know I was. And yes, we can do everything. We can keep the house clean and have food on the table and and work and be a good parent and do all these things. And in reality, of course, we also all know intellectually that it's too much, but we still try. So figuring out where you can get help. So maybe that involves teaching your kids um, to help with housework or with meal prep or something like that. And that's another one of those things that takes a little more time on the front end, but eventually... It does save you time and it gives them life skills or, and, or it could also mean getting a house cleaner or, or getting a babysitter so that you can have that time to exercise. And then when you're with them, you're more present and not feeling guilty about it because, because it's really your journey. You can even, you can even trade if you have kids, you can trade babysitting. So it doesn't always have to be something that you're paying money for, but not feeling guilty about the fact that we do need help and finding out where to get it really. And then part B of this, or maybe it's another whole, whole tip is really, yes, this is the most important part is getting input from others that you trust. And I know that's something that comes up a lot in my Extraordinary Life Tribe group coaching. Part of it is me asking the right questions or sometimes it's others in the group asking you the right questions or everyone sharing their own experiences so that you can make your own decision that works for you or you can just try something that works for you. Sometimes just sharing the idea that you're overwhelmed and seeing that you're not the only one that is overwhelmed can also just be a big load off your mind. So that's it. I think it was six, six tips in the end to getting through your overwhelm. And I should do another one later on, on productivity because that's another one is that's not productivity doesn't have to be all about being more efficient so that you can do more. It can actually be being more efficient so that you have more time to do the other things that you love to do. So that is it for today. Six tips to, to overcome, overwhelm. And please, if you are watching this currently. I have Design Your Decade workshops coming up, and that will also um, help you work through your priorities, what's going well, what's not going well, where you're going, and then also my Success Habits Reboot that's coming at mid-September. So hope you're having a great summer. Um, Hope this helps you to overcome some overwhelm, and I will see you in here next week. Be extraordinary.